Okay, so this is the next episode of Unfuck Your Life and today I'm talking to Vix, um, Vix Smith, who is, was, is, um, the love of the life of one of my very close friends who sadly passed away. Um, and today we're talking about a really difficult topic, um, one that a lot of people shy away from because actually it's kind of a taboo subject in society it's something that we don't find easy to talk about understandably um it's something that causes a lot of upset and so a lot of people skirt around the topic and um, today we're talking about grief and the ways it can take over your life um and the ways we sometimes find a route through that grief um so first of all then fix can you tell me a little bit about your story with Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, where do I start? When, um, so I know that you had an amazing relationship with him, and unfortunately that relationship wasn't long, long started before, um, before he passed away. So how, how did everything happen when he passed away? What? Um, so it was just completely sudden, um, the night before, we were just sort of, um, watching Netflix together but like from his house and my house went so when we couldn't get together we'd just press play on Netflix together because yeah. we were really sad like that yeah um so we watched like a Netflix series and we'd picked a house that we wanted to buy together and talked about moving in and yeah had all these hopes and dreams it was a really lovely night and then I think it was about 20 to 12 like midnight and we said good night and um mm -hmm. and then that was the last that I ever heard of heard of him and the next morning I went to work and it would be our routine for years where you know I would be on my way to work and send a voice note because you know how he liked a voice yeah, note yeah he loved a voice note <laughs> <laughs> and I sent him a voice note and usually that like that was at eight o'clock and usually you would get back to us by half past when he woke up Mm -hmm. And then I didn't hear anything and I got a, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock and I was like, this isn't right. So I reached out to his best friend and then I messaged his mum and I didn't hear back from anybody. And and then it wasn't until about three o'clock in the afternoon, I, like, I was so, so worried. And then I remember just having this influx of calls at work and seeing as a true and I had messages on my inbox on facebook and text messages and i was like what what's going on and then one of my really close friends rang us and she said are you okay and i was like yeah what's wrong and she said well peter and i said what what about him and she said well have you not seen facebook and i was like i have no idea what what you mean and she went go and have a look so i read that i had lost the love of my life via Facebook post which was horrific and um mm -hmm. sorry no um you don't need to apologize and it was just I can't even remember most of it and I can't remember most of that time yeah. and thankfully like I've got some wonderful friends at work that sort of scooped us into the car got in contact with me mom yeah. and they had come and collected us and took us to peter's parents house yeah um but i never never seen them again and 
by the time I got to his parents' house, he'd already been taken away, so I didn't get to see him. And because of COVID restrictions, I couldn't see him in the uh, morgue. Yeah. And then by the time he got to the funeral home, it was a closed casket because he, we couldn't see him. Um, so it was just so sudden and he was 36 years old. Yeah. That's really hard. With someone that we've spent our lives with and got to know in such an intimate way as well, there's no way of describing to people that haven't experienced it mm -hmm. what it actually feels like to lose someone you love that much. Um, and people can say that they understand. People go through different kinds of grief as well, if you think about it this way. Losing a partner is very different to losing a child. Losing a child is very different to losing a parent. Losing a parent is very different to losing a friend or a sibling. It's There's different kinds of grief. Um, and just because you've experienced one doesn't mean that you necessarily understand the grief of another. It's really hard to understand the grief of another. Um, and Vic's sure being so strong today by talking to me about this because I know it's a topic that's really hard. But I know that you want to help other people through mm -hmm. this. Um and the things that I want to cover, I wrote a couple of points and I'm quite emotional as well talking about this because this is someone I care about dearly and do care about dearly. Um, so I've actually written some notes <laughs> to help me through this. Um, and one of the things I wanted to know about was the level of pain at the start. So when, when this first hit, mm -hmm. now that we're a year and a half, you know, mm -hmm. forward from that, what... What do you remember about that time? Um, I remember just shock, numbness, disbelief. Couldn't I couldn't quite comprehend what was happening. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't understand how somebody so young, fit, and healthy could be there one minute and you know planning our life together, and the next minute to just be gone, and I couldn't understand what had happened we didn't know what had happened yeah um but then after that <clears throat> when you know when you understand that that person's never going to come back the pain I, like i can't even put that into words what it feels like and i've lo i've had loss in my life i've had a lot of loss in my life i've you know lost grandparents i've had two miscarriages um yeah. but every loss is different mm -hmm. it's completely different and this loss isn't like any that I've ever experienced before um and it was just so painful like the grief just hurt and I can't even explain it just hurts your heart so bad that you feel like you're gonna your heart is actually broken yeah. into a million pieces and I can't even put that into words what it felt like and in the beginning I just couldn't look forward to the next day or I had to just look hour by hour and try and get through that hour and sometimes minute by minute because it was just the only way I can describe it as is like grief is a massive ball in a little box 
and it hits the pain point and it hurts like hell and then as life goes on it the box gets bigger because that's your life moving on yeah. and then when the ball hits that pain point it hurts just the same yeah but it's not as often like a game of operation mm -hmm. where it hits the yeah. side and it stings like hell exactly and that grief never hurts any less when you're at, in those moments yeah but it becomes less all the time yeah because life goes on Expands. as much as you don't want it to yeah and i know we talked about this earlier um the idea of the rest of life while going through the thick of it so I've noticed with grief that a lot of people almost feel like there's a timeline on it um, and that you should just be getting on with it um, mm. getting on with life when actually you're still grieving someone that you care about so much. Mm -hmm. um, how did you find that, trying to get on with the rest of life in the, the meantime? Well, as I just said earlier, you can't see your future at all. Um you want to be with that person, you can't look ahead to the future, you can't see a future, you feel like you'll never be happy again, never feel joy again, yeah. and you literally have to go minute by minute, hour by hour. Um, going through that process and the healing process, for me, it's, you know, there's like seven stages of grief or something like that, and... Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't go in a linear phase where you'll go through sort of shock and anger and guilt or you know, sadness or whatever. It can come at any time in waves and yeah. at any point. And I think when I lost Peter up until very recently, and it's been nearly a year and a half, um, I sort of was living until I felt alive again, if that makes sense. And that's only till recently and I didn't find joy in anything. I just lived and existed for the sake of my children. Yeah. Um, because I know that they needed us and it wasn't until even in the last month or two that I've started to have genuine joy and happiness again. Yeah. And then you feel guilt for that yeah. as well. And and I know that he would never want me to feel guilty for it. He would want us to be happy and he'll be He'd kick me head in <laughs> if he saw the amount of crying that I've done. And, yeah. you know, like, he probably thinks that I'm a psycho as well. Like, <laughs> one minute I'm, like, miss him so much and cry for him and he'll see how low I get and sad I get. Mm -hmm. But then other times I'm angry because he's left us and I know he didn't choose to. But Stupid fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't choose to leave. But then I'm just angry that he has gone. I'm like, you've, you've left us. You know, yeah. and you just go through all of these emotions mm -hmm. all of the time, and it's not like a phase, like no. this phase, that phase, the next no. phase, and then it's done. This will last forever. Yeah, it's a cycle rather mm -hmm. than um, rather than a journey. I was saying to you before that I don't like the word journey because mm -hmm. it sounds like and implies that mm -hmm. it ends. Yeah, and it just doesn't. No. Um, it keeps going, and that idea. I know I spoke to you about this before. The idea of people thinking that you need to just get over mm -hmm. it is so unrealistic to start off with and also how can you ever get over something like that like you you can't can you no i think grief changes you 
Um, it's definitely changed me as a person. I'll never ever be the same again. And you know, even if I do find happiness again one day and, and I build a life with someone else or somewhere else, yeah. I'm forever changed as a person because of the loss of Peter. Yeah. And I'll never ever be the same again. Um, I don't think you can because a piece of me will always... Um, sorry. Please don't say sorry. A piece of me will always be missing because he's not here. Yeah. It's your identity, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, we, we form who we are as people based on who we fall mm -hmm. in love with. And when I say fall in love with, I don't just mean romantic partners. Mm -hmm. I mean every person that we let into our lives in that mm -hmm. way becomes a part of who we are. Um, and when they're no longer in the picture in that way, and it's not because they've chosen to leave, mm -hmm. it's because the world's taken them away. There's no replacement for that. You can't replace people. Mm -hmm. um, you can't replace that feeling. Um, is that the door? Do you need to get it? I'll just pause this. Be right back. We're back. We just had someone at the door. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to know, because I I remember from grief with losing my grandmas, um, and, and with Peter, actually, interactions with people during that time, how they don't feel like normal interactions like they don't feel like you know how we mm -hmm. communicate with people in day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. um and you've got i don't know just a, a routine of how you would start a conversation with someone mm -hmm. like all that goes to fucking shit when someone passes away mm -hmm. and it just doesn't feel natural like yeah there's something i don't know like fake about it all mm -hmm. how did you feel about like how people approached you and how people spoke to you and stuff like that um they didn't <laughs> So I feel like <clears throat> a lot of people avoided us because right. they didn't know what to say. And, you know, I get it. It's really difficult and you don't know what to say. You don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um. So I, I, get, I get why people do that. But as the person who's grieving, yeah. you just want some normality. You just want somebody to be there even. You, you don't, yeah. They don't need to say anything. Just be there for you and comfort you or a joke even you know like I was telling you about my friend Chrissy she's just been absolutely amazing and you know like she'll come around and be exactly the same as she always has been and we'll have a laugh and it's yeah. just very natural and there's not that pussyfooting about yeah um that other people have um treading on eggshells like yeah and I like I found out who my friends were and who weren't as well through this time and like I've got friends that I've been friends with since I was 13, 14 year old and not even heard from them to say sorry your partner's passed away and that hurt like hell like that absolutely yeah. destroyed us but you know you can't make people want to be there yeah. so I think through grief <clears throat> your priorities change and you know what's important and I think all I want now is just to be happy and yeah. have people who love us to surround us and that's it mm -hmm. um I'm not like before I was just such a, a easygoing person and I would put up with a lot of bullshit sorry to swear but I would put up with a lot of crap and yeah. people would expect that of us and they would be like oh it's just Vicky and you know, but now I don't tolerate 
that yeah. because I don't deserve it and life's too short to put up with it so it I want to be treated how I treat other people and I think grief is like I don't know I, I don't I don't know if stronger is the, the the word but it's made as different it's changed as I'm less tolerable of the bullshit yeah. <laughs> you've got a shorter fuse when yes. it comes to, yeah and a better radar yeah. for bullshit as well I think as well sort of from the outside looking in it looks like I do have me shit together and I go to work and I'm a single parent of two kids and mm -hmm. you know what I'm doing a course and it looks like I'm getting on with things and I'm I'm yeah. good but that's not the case and like I said earlier it's like um the concept of like a bucket that's filled to the brim with water and it's holding the water but one little thing that goes into it and the bucket overflows and that's like me so I'm coping within my little world with work yeah kids basic functions basic functions but put one little bit of stress into that or upset or hurt like you know people in your life that might see or do the wrong thing yeah I kind of cope with that right now mm -hmm. so then I, I have to sort of put that out of yeah. my mind or that person out of the way because I need to protect myself because I need to keep it together for the for the kids you need to protect your peace yeah exactly so I think that's what I mean by grief has changed doesn't you you have your priorities your boundaries and they need to be set to protect yourself and keep keep yourself as strong as you can be yeah and there's that like I always think it's funny when people say the word strong right because it's almost as if society's placed a like a definition on it mm -hmm. that to be strong you've got to be stoic mm -hmm. not show emotion um just get on with it mm -hmm. you know we're talking about this before get over it mm -hmm. which we've said isn't fucking possible so I don't know mm -hmm. why people say that mm -hmm. um and actually that's not what strength is yeah. strength is you being vulnerable you breaking down when you need mm -hmm. to you using whatever tactics you need to mm -hmm. good or bad whatever they're labeled as to get you through mm -hmm. the minute by minute that we talked about yeah um and there's a lot of shame i think around how people sometimes choose to deal with grief mm -hmm. and almost there's a right or wrong way to do it and if you're not doing it a particular way then um there's something the matter with you and there's not there's nothing mm -hmm. the matter with you like the the reality of the situation is i know you mentioned mm -hmm. the stages of grief mm -hmm. and i was saying to you before like it feels like we're almost being placed in a box and that we've we've got to adhere to this particular routine of how we should behave when mm -hmm. something like this happens yeah when how the fuck can you no like everyone's totally individual the relationships that we had with the people that we've lost mm -hmm. are completely unique mm -hmm. the situation and where we're at in my life at that point is also unique so how can one person deal with grief exactly like how someone mm -hmm. else has just because exactly. someone's written a theory on how mm -hmm. how we go through it yeah um, and I think that says a lot about the expectations of the world currently of grief. Mm -hmm. And that was why, well, that was part of the reason I wanted to speak to you about it, because it's such a raw topic and it's something that a lot of people, I think, right, even with their closest friends mm -hmm. and family, they talk about surface level stuff, mm -hmm. like, and, be, and it'll be really, really comfortable mm -hmm. with talking about surface level mm -hmm. stuff. So the chit chat, mm -hmm. like banter, mm -hmm. um, bit of this, bit of that. But when it comes to... The deeper emotions are stuff that's really ugly inside mm. that you don't want to talk about. People don't bring it up. I never brought that up because I was scared to upset people. So I would have really dark thoughts. Um, 
I'm not saying suicidal, but I would have dark thoughts and like to say it out loud sounds I don't even know what the word is but basically when I was going through this grief when you're just in it it's so painful and raw yeah. like I would have these weird like thoughts of being jealous of people with like a terminal illness or something because I'd be like if I was poorly I'll get seen quicker and looking back like I would never never want to leave my children or all yeah. the people that I love but when you're in that grief and that dark moment yeah your mind runs away with you and like it's just like I said it was never a suicidal thing but I just wanted to be with him and I think that's different feeling suicidal and wanting to be with the person that you've lost is different yeah, it very much is uh -huh. you're essentially just trying to take away your pain aren't mm -hmm. you and and bring yourself closer to what you want which is being with that person again mm. um and when we can't say any other way when mind tries and fills mm. in the blanks which is yeah. essentially how can you make that happen mm -hmm. and depending on your faith system and whether or not you're religious or believe in an afterlife or don't or whatever because there'll be all sorts of people listening to this that yeah. do and don't and mm -hmm. everything in between um if you've got a faith system where you believe there's an afterlife and you believe you'll mm -hmm. see that person again those thoughts are going to be there in abundance they're going to mm. be popping up in your head regardless of like you say whether or not you've got kids and responsibilities and other things logic doesn't really apply when it comes mm. to grief well that's what i'm trying to say like people might be watching this who have a terminal illness and say oh my god how could you say that and it's you know <clears throat> it's just and i can't explain why i felt like that but i would have those mental thoughts and i know i'm not the only one who has felt like that or even people will feel suicidal because i yeah. know how much that absolutely cuts deep it kills you yeah. um and some days you feel like you can't go on how can i live without that person and losing him we were best friends for many years before that absolute best friends went to each other for <clears throat> everything and then we finally got together we thought we had forever so we didn't say what the rush was and we had our own things to do we wanted to get the business off the ground i've got the young children yeah um so we'd been together like six months but when he died i lost my best friend i lost the love of my life and soulmate and i lost my whole entire future where you know we'd planned on buying this house we're having our businesses and yeah plan children we knew how many children we're gonna have to complete our family yeah. we would talk of marriage and he'd said that he'd already you know we talked about and he was like i already know how i'm gonna do it when i'm gonna do it it has to be at a certain time of day and we had all these things to look forward to yeah and then that was gone so i feel like it was like a triple loss mm -hmm. and that's really difficult to move forward from because the person that i would go to for support and advice and my friend is gone. Yeah. My partner, who I would go to for love and affection, gone. And my future in terms of family, home, work, yeah. a life together, gone. So now I feel very alone. And I know I'm not. I've yeah. got some wonderful friends, family, work colleagues. I've got absolutely the, the best support system that I can, but they're not him. Yeah. Um, People are irreplaceable. Yeah. And now I'm trying to sort of create a new life and figure out what it is I want to do because I feel like, you know, when you're at school and you're like, 
what am I going to do with my life? I don't know what job I want. I don't know what yeah. course I'm going to do at college. Like, I feel like I'm back in that position because I feel like I'm starting again at the age of 37. Like, yeah. it's a scary, really scary concept and thought to, to think like I'm starting all over again. Yeah. Um, Because you had plans with someone. Yeah. And that's what I think some people forget that when... You lose someone it's not it's almost like oh what it's not enough that i'm losing someone that i care about so yeah. much but also the grief that we have is linked to the life we thought we were going to have yeah the expectations the the story that we play out in our heads that mm -hmm. we imagine it's like you know the daydreams that mm -hmm. we have like the daydreams that you would have had with peter and mm -hmm. the conversations you had that built on those daydreams that meant they weren't going to be daydreams they were going to be real yeah and it's that it's that story, that beautiful story that we've got, that we've got as a vision that we're going towards that's just absolutely ripped away. Like, yeah. there's no apology for it from the world. There's there's no sort of, like, take backs. You can't... Oh. And, and that's one of the hardest things when you've lost someone to think, oh, hang on. It's not just that person. Mm-hmm. Not that that's not huge, mm -hmm. but it's everything around that. Mm -hmm. It's my entire life that belonged to the, the world that involved that person. Mm -hmm. um, and then what do you do then? Because, like, I said this to you before, what happens next? Because, I, like I said, I don't believe it's a journey. I don't think it's something that ends. But you've said you, you sort of move forward each day and you've got to the point where you didn't feel joy and you've started to feel some, mm -hmm. what happens next? How do you move forward and create the life that wasn't actually the life that you wanted originally and isn't the life that you would choose, but is one that is going to bring you some joy? I think, like how I said before, how grief changes you and you have to make those difficult decisions to either cut people out or, you know, go towards things that make you happy. Because the, ultimately, life is short and you have to do what makes you happy. Um, and I think for a lot of us, we, we don't do what makes us happy. We sort of strive to, you know, go to a nine-to-five job and keep a roof over our head. But a lot of the time, we're miserable at yeah. work, you know. Yeah. We, we'll, go to, we'll go to work and pay the bills, but not a lot of us go to work and truly love what we do and and that is a massive part of our life and I think for me I, like I said before I was just going through hour by hour day by day living a, and existing until I felt alive again and I've done lots of things like I went to bereavement counselling which isn't for everyone yeah I've done things that bring me joy and help me to calm down and heal like meditation or again not for everyone mm -hmm. but I think finding something that you love and brings you peace and happiness chase that and the people that support you and make you feel normal and alive and that love you, surround yourself with them people and you can't go wrong. Yeah. And I think thinking of the person that you loved, would they want you to sort of sit and be miserable? Would they want you to sit and cry for them for the rest of your life and, and not have a life? And when I think of Peter and, you know, when none of us know what's out there and if I think that Peter's in the room with us or something, I know how absolutely heartbroken it would make him yeah. to see me so upset and miserable. So I try and still think 
what would Peter do? What would Peter say? Yeah. And I still follow his guidance and advice. Mm -hmm. And I, I, sometimes I really have to push myself because the the lack of motivation that you have through grief and sadness, it's difficult to put one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. But you just need to make yourself because one day it'll you'll be able to do it. And I'm still going through that healing journey right now. And I think I always will, but it, it's not painful 100% of the time anymore. Yeah. It's not as often. That ball doesn't hit constantly, all the, the time. It, you know, it can be through the daftest things and like even anniversaries and stuff, you know, sometimes you think that's going to hurt the most, but it's not. It's the stupid things like at Christmas, I went into Asda and saw an avocado on a... On a gift bag and I absolutely had a meltdown in the middle of the aisle and he would have absolutely been mortified at that and I just snots tears like flying everywhere but it's the most unexpected things that you know yeah upset you and that you find difficult but you you will get there it's the beautiful parts of the person mm -hmm. that you knew so well and loved so much that actually help you through some of those moments as well mm -hmm. ironically like mm -hmm. you say his wisdom um the the inside jokes that you would have had mm -hmm. sometimes can be an extra source of grief but can also be the thing that heals you that's exactly it and it's and you don't know which one it's gonna is gonna hit and whether or not it's mm -hmm. gonna be a positive or a negative thing mm -hmm. for you that day um but sort of allowing it in either way and allowing it to flow through you i helps. still can't listen to his voice notes yeah because it's just too hard but when i'm scrolling through the phone or memories come up on my phone with photographs and that and i have absolutely belly laughing i think oh my <laughs> god we were insane like some of the conversations i would have and i read back and i think god <laughs> some of the conversations you don't want anyone to <laughs> and it like it was just so funny and he was my like laughter and joy and mm -hmm. like i just loved him so much every single bit about him and yeah. i know it's like so super cheesy but i do believe that you have that soulmate in your life mm -hmm. and he was that for me yeah. and i want i want to have a life to, for me to be proud of but i want to have a life that when i see him again one day that he will be glad of that i've been happy yeah because that's what he would want of all that you've done mm-hmm and that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I, like one bit of advice for people I'd like to hear from you when, when you were going through the thick of it at the very beginning, when it was you know, and people were dropping away, and um, and people sort of, I almost feel like they think grief is catching, like it's contagious somehow, and that if they're around someone who's lost someone, they're going to be like brought down with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same way people avoid people who are terminally ill for some reason. Mm -hmm. What would you say now that you've gone through such an intense, like, part of grief to the people that are that's supposed to be the support network for people who are currently going through it? Like, what would your advice be to the people who are the the family and friends and mm -hmm. someone who has lost someone? Don't stay away. Be there. I know it's difficult, and you know you don't know what to say to somebody, but don't just don't say anything. Or just say, I don't know what to say, say I don't I don't know what to say at you, it, you know, it's difficult and just 
be and one thing that I would have really liked people to do is to speak about Peter the memories the laughs because mm -hmm. that person might have passed away but their memories are still here and that helps us to heal and helps us to laugh and like yeah I mean Peter was just crazy <laughs> yeah he was just like like the Walter was he no yeah I don't think you could describe him if you tried no <laughs> And I think just hearing people's stories, and I'm really lucky because I met you because of Peter and Ashley, you know, lots of people, Scott, Charmy and Gary, yeah. everyone, and all of the conversations that we have now and sharing stories, we can be absolutely howling yeah. because it's hilarious and Peter would hate it that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, would, about he would love it, really, but he would hate that way we're all sharing stories because he'd like to keep us all like separate. <laughs> So that makes us laugh even more, but yeah, yeah, allowing people to talk mm. about the person, yeah, um, rather than thinking because they're not physically here that they shouldn't be in our hearts I and think, in our minds. I think people get scared to mention them in case it sets you off again. Yeah, but if it does set someone off, that's fine. Like, because yeah. they need to get that emotion out, and they don't need a. You need to encourage people to let them feel all their emotions they need to feel. And I think that's a mistake people make by trying to be strong. Yeah, stoic. Keep it in and it, that just doesn't work in the longer term. It just prolongs yeah. the agony. It's that idea of sort of getting over it. I think when it comes to grief, we know that that can't be the case. But what we can do is move forward from it by remembering that person mm -hmm. and allowing those stories to be there mm -hmm. like encouraging those conversations mm -hmm. that are difficult that hurt because there's nothing that says we should shy away from suffering um because that's suddenly what's going to make it feel better mm -hmm. no like if we shy away from death and grief and the fact that it's coming to everyone at some mm -hmm. point and everyone that we care about and love if we shy away from that we're just we're kidding ourselves really whereas mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about it openly and honestly we start to come up with ways that make it hurt a little less a little less often mm -hmm. it's that and, and it's not trying to take the suffering away because that's stupid it's futile it's not going to mm -hmm. work but having that support network that means I can remember this person and they're still a part of my life mm -hmm. and I can still live my life and find that joy mm -hmm. that you said has been you know so long coming mm -hmm. um, I think my friend Chrissy, who I've already mentioned, me and Peter had a bucket list, like just a little one for 2022. Yeah. And it was daft stuff, like um, he wanted to teach us how to ride the orange scooters because yeah. I'm just such accident prone. I can't ride a bike. I'm horrendous. <laughs> and he never got to. So all them little things on the list, Chrissy would do with us and we still do. So we're going to go to like an outdoor cinema. So me and Chrissy went. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, she brought avocado blankets oh. and like everything that we do at them times, she'll bring an element of him there. That's beautiful. And that is just amazing. And we'll laugh, we'll cry together, we'll call him for leaving us. And, <laughs> and she's just there every step of the way. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't have got through this journey the way I have without her and people like her. Yeah. So do things like that reach out to the person that's grieving and yeah. you know Love on little things like that mean a lot yeah you know like I, when i was really sad she'd got um and i was like i just miss a, a bear hug off him yeah. and she got like a, a big blanket made with these 
photograph one and oh. she was like wrap it around you when you feel sad and it, it, honestly it was just meant so much in the littlest things for somebody to be I mean I cried buckets yeah of course. but it meant so much and little things like that can really help that person in the yeah. grief that's gorgeous mm. and when you think about anything that's so difficult like this in life you can't do it alone you cannot do it alone it needs to be those people that love you those people mm. that care about you allowing them in and them being there yeah. that's what it has to be and i think anyone that tries to do grief alone mm -hmm. like it's not gonna work no it's not gonna work um well thank you because i know it's not an easy conversation no. thank you um and i'll say bye bye to everyone before i get very emotional too if you've got any questions about grief or you've got any comments about this episode um, or you've got any questions for Vix, I'm sure she'll be happy to answer them at some point. Um, so reach out at Sammy Sunflowers Crowns on Instagram or um, Sammy at unfuckyourlife.uk um, and we'll get back to you. Um, I'd say I hope you enjoyed this episode, but I doubt that that's the case. But I hope that it's brought you some comfort um, and that you know that in these situations, you're never alone. Okay, sending lots of love to everyone. Bye. Can I just say something? Yeah. Sammy didn't tell us that it was going to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got sausage dog pyjamas on. <laughs> but she looks so beautiful in them. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that... Um, sausage dog pyjamas with little party hats on. Can we just say? <laughs> I mean, they're very nice, but I didn't know, so I just thought I'd... Uh... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel terrible. I've got a lot of apologising to do, so I better go. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>